another episode of Callie After Hours podcast. I am your host, Callie, and I had therapy today. And so I wanted to take this episode and really make it deep, make it personal, make it so you get to know a little bit more about me. I'll get to know a little bit more about myself and we'll have a good time. So I just kind of want to jump right into it, okay? So a little backstory on this. When Owen and I went to California for his family reunion all the way back in July, which feels like a lifetime ago, um, I was having this kind of like deep conversation with one of his aunts and she was like, you should take the, is it Enneagram? Enneagram, anagram, Enneagram, whatever, test. I was like, hmm, okay, I'll take it. So I took it. I... I um, paid like the 30 bucks to get like an in-depth thing. So I was like, I'm just curious to see what it says. And I am so glad I did it. So technically, I did this back in July and it could be different now, but I did read through it before this and I do still feel like it's very, it is very who I am still now. Um, so as I read through, I'll see if anything, if I don't feel that way, if I used to feel that a couple months ago and I don't feel like that, but I think for the most part, it feels pretty accurate as to who I am now. So if you don't know what this test is, let me explain it to you. It says the Enneagram is a personality system that aims to reveal how emotions drive our lives and how we engage with others in an effort to get what we want and need. The Enneagram defines nine personality types, each with its own set of strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities for personal growth. Your Enneagram type reveals what motivates you on a very deep level and illuminates the path you must take to achieve a higher level of self-actualization. So, as you can tell, it uses a lot of big words. It sounds really smart. Um, So... I I did this test and it was actually very eye-opening for me and this was actually the huge push for me to actually start therapy because as I was reading through it, I was like, I don't, I don't like what I'm reading. It is very accurate. It's very on the nose and I don't like why it's on the nose. So, we'll go through that as well. Um, But, okay, so I guess, so the nine types of Enneagrams are commonly divided into three groups of three types each, body types, head types, and heart types. Each of these groups is considered to be driven by a particular center of intelligence and a particular, ooh, particular core emotion. So I am a body type, um, and it says my core emotion is anger, (laughs) Um, okay. This does not necessarily mean that all body types experience anger frequently. Some people who are body types repress their anger. However, it is still a driving force in their thoughts and actions. So, reading that, I said, hmm, hmm, that feels a little on the nose, I tend to feel um, frustrated. (laughs) 
I think a lot more than I should. And I am super not proud of that. And reading this first little part, I was like, okay, so it's been accurate in the first little blurb. And so great. Can't wait what else there is to see about that. And for what I have to say, at least for that core emotion being anger, I'm not sure why it's anger. I don't know what it is about how I handle situations, how I see things, how I see people, how I see their actions, but I just do tend to feel more frustrated a lot of the time that I would like. Um, so within that body type, um, they have these like scores and I am a nine. So it says nines are defined by a desire to live in peaceful harmony with their environment. They want a sense of balance and calm and aspire to a kind of homeostasis where nothing disturbs their inner peace. They tend to be easygoing and accepting of what is happening around them, but can become resistant and willfully oblivious when something in the environment threatens to throw them off balance. Girl, give me a break. Give me a break. This is exactly how I feel. I say this all the time. I say this all the time. I don't like change. I don't like change. The only thing that I will ever admit to liking is changing my hair. That is it. That is it. I don't like when things are not as they used to be, not as I'm used to them being. I don't like things flipping too often or at all in that sense. So, with things like even just something small and stupid like graduating high school and having to create a new sense of what my day-to-day looked like, I hated that. You know, switching jobs, I hate that. Different schedules, I hate that. When I was working in labor and delivery, this was a huge one. And my When I first started, I was working days and nights. So some weeks I would do two days and then a night shift and then the next week is all night shifts and the next week is two night shifts and a day shift. And I don't like when things are constantly changing. That is not what I'm about. I have never been that way. I don't like it like that. And this is exactly how I feel about it. Especially can become resistant and willfully oblivious when something in the environment threatens to throw them off balance. I don't like change. (laughs) Moving on, though. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Head types. Uh, Head types are driven by intellect and tend to analyze and rationalize their emotions. Head types make choices and evaluations based on their logical analysis and interpretations of things. They are prone to overthinking things. For head types, the core emotion is fear. This does not necessarily mean that all head types knowingly experience a lot of fear. For some, fear is more of an unconscious driving force. So, hmm, hmm. Okay, so getting into this. (laughs) 
So I'm a six in this. Again, I don't like with all the things, I'm just reading through it. Okay. So when I say, oh, the sixes, the threes, the whatever, just don't pay attention to that as much because it's still, this is still all of like who I am. Okay. So sixes are preoccupied with security, seek safety, and like to be prepared for problems. They have active minds, which are constantly scanning for danger and creating contingency plans. They are highly attuned to risk and typically have a clear idea of what they will do in any worst case scenario. They are good at seeing how things will play out, particularly understanding how things could go wrong. This, okay, the last part, they are good at seeing how things will play out, particularly understanding how things could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Do I need to read it a third time for you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's get personal here. Okay. So, if you follow me at all on social media, I haven't been able to stop talking about JP Sachs. I haven't been able to stop talking about Superbloom. It is currently Friday night. Superbloom is tomorrow. Tomorrow, Saturday. And J.B. Sachs is headlining. I love him with all my heart. I think he's the most incredible artist. His lyrics are beautiful. There is no one doing it like him. And so all the way back whenever it was, I can't even remember, earlier in the year, you know, Super Bloom, I hear J.B. Sachs is headlining. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go. So I'm telling Owen, you know, um this is what I really want to go. He's like, great. Here's an, this is an early birthday present. I'm like, what? Thanks. So, you know, somehow September rolls around and I'm like, hey, don't forget Super Blooms on Saturday. I'm so excited, you know? And somehow the conversation, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but Owen did not take the day off of work. And I was like, hmm, hmm, okay, well, um, that's kind of an issue because will you be able to see J.P. Sachs because he doesn't go on until, like, 8.45? Yeah. But would you miss, like, borderline almost everything else? Yeah. Yeah, you would. (laughs) So, I was very upset about that and we were having a conversation about this last night. We had gone out to dinner and... I was just telling him that I was very upset about this. You know, I wanted this to be something that him and I would do together. And yes, can he be there for some of it? Really the most important part? Yes. But I, you know, feel like that this is a, this is a memory. This is an experience that won't be the same. That won't look how I wanted it to. Huh? Going back before, it won't look like how I wanted it to. And, um... He was like, well, we don't even know. Like, maybe I can get the day off. Maybe I can leave early. I just want to be like, dude, you're not going to be able to get the day off. You know, like, this is just how it's going to happen. And just kind of playing out, like, really all of the things that could go wrong. You know, Owen can't get the day off. I have to figure out, you know, if I go by myself, I'm just going to look like that loner. You know, I'm going to be the the day will be dampened because I know I'm by myself and I'm 
trying to figure out things to do by myself and resulting to now just sitting there on my phone all day and then, you know, just waiting for him to get there. And what if I have these like built up emotions of being upset because I've just been doing this by myself all day and now what if it ruins the experience of watching J.P. Sachs and because knowing me, I hold on to this stuff. I really like it. It's so annoying for me and it's something that I, that I really, really, really want to fix is that I can hold on to a negative emotion for a long time. I can be upset about something for a long time. I can, it, it's really annoying for me and as much as I have this, I, I know that I do this and you would think that it's like, okay, well, Callie, if you know that you do that, you know, when it happens, like, can you not take this self-awareness into the situation? I guess freaking not (laughs) because I will hold on to that crap for way longer than I should, you know, and so I just, I'm playing out all of these, like, bad things that are going to happen. You know, this is exactly how it's going to look. And guys, usually I'm correct. It, that's how it happens. That's how it plays out. Um, I, and I, and I don't, I don't want to be negative. I really, really don't. I don't, I don't want to be a negative person. I don't want to dwell on negative things. I, I want to be seen as a happy person. I want to be seen as, um, as a person who just doesn't do that, who just, you know, something bad happens and they're like, oh gosh, that sucks, but whatever. I want to be that person that's like, gosh, that sucks that you, you weren't here for the earlier stuff, but you're here now, you know, all things are good now. Anyway, that got really deep. (laughs) That was really personal. I'm just going to put that on the, on the, the internet. So anyway, okay, let's see, where were we at? (laughs) yeah, good at seeing how things will play out, how things could go wrong. Yep, me, me, me. Okay, now we get into the heart types. So, for heart types, the core emotion is sadness, which originates from a sense of disconnection with self or others. Some heart types experience sadness more acutely, while others proactively try to connect with people to circumvent their core sadness. Um, this is something that I was talking about kind of with my therapist today, (laughs) just this sense of like loneliness. Um, and, and gosh, I, when I really read this the first time a couple of months ago, I really was like, it made me upset to like read this about myself and feel like that is, that's how I feel like I am. That's who I I extremely resonate with this and I really don't like that. That my, like, these core emotions are anger, fear, and sadness. Like, is that really what I'm about? Is that really what I feel majority of the time? Anger, fear, and sadness? And so with this part you know, some heart types experience sadness more acutely while others proactively try to connect with people to circumvent their core sadness. 
I am not the kind of person where I want to immediately be like, I'm feeling a little bit sad. Like, let's reach out to people. Let's hang out with a friend. Let's talk it out. No. You'll find me most of the time hanging out in my room or simply just being quiet. Um, I like interacting with people. Do not get me wrong. I, I love hanging out with people. I love being with people. But at the same time, I am very much a, when I'm sad, like, I really don't know how to handle it other than being by myself. I very much self-isolate, which, you guessed it, makes it worse. <laughs> um, yeah, so heart type, core motion sadness. Um, okay, so... Um, let's see. So the heart type, I am a three. It's also an, it says it's a 98% match. Um, threes are defined by their desire to achieve. They want to advance in the world and will sacrifice almost anything for success, vigorously pursuing tasks and becoming utterly absorbed in the pursuit of attainment but they will only choose a task in the first place if it promises rewards and brings prestige. Threes like to stand out. They have a burning need to be admired and see life as a game where winning is emphasized. Now, reading this, even now and a couple months ago, I don't feel super, like, attached to this. I don't feel like this is exactly like how I feel. Um, but I do, I do want to succeed. I don't like failing. Failing to me is very much a, like, don't go there kind of a thing. Like, let's just not do that. (laughs) Cause failure to me is like, even if it's something so small, It, like, for me is like, oh, you just made an awful mistake that you will never recover from and you will think about it every day until the day you die. Um, so, you know, coming up with tasks or having tasks where I know I'll succeed and I feel like everybody's kind of like that, you know? You don't want to pick a task that you know you're going to fail at, but I think for me, because failure is so like, no, I'm not even going to look over there if there's a chance I could not do well. Because I'm so like that, I will definitely, okay, I'll do this instead. I'm comfortable over here. I like this. I like feeling like I know I know what I'm doing. I know the people. I know the activity. I am good at this. I am knowledgeable of that, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so your primary, so going back to the type three, my primary type is three. In this section, we'll dive deep into the three profile to understand how it drives your core emotions, fears, and desires, as well as how it impacts you in relationships and at work. So let's see, do I want to read through all this for y'all? No, I won't do that. Okay. So the strengths and challenges of threes. 
So strengths, great go-forward zeal for work, success, and goal accomplishment, know how to work a crowd, supremely efficient and productive, risk-taker with novel ideas for solutions, good at adapting and improvising. Um, so, no. (laughs) Good at adapting and improvising? No. No. If I have a plan, I want to stick to it. If I have a plan with people, I want to stick to it. I'm not good at just going with the flow super well. Um... So, no on that one. Risk taker with novel ideas for solutions. I mean, ideas for solutions, maybe. But risk taker, probably not. I mean, like I just said, I'd rather stay over on this side where I know what I'm doing. Supremely efficient and productive. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the work that I do now, where I'm having to do 30 thousand different things (laughs) all the time, every day. I've gotten a lot better at that. Know how to work a crowd, I guess. I don't know. I feel like that would, I feel like others should probably answer that for me. (laughs) Great go forward zeal for work, success, and goal accomplishment. Yeah, I guess. Um, But also no at the same time. I don't know. I don't know that. I can't answer that one too well right now. Challenges. Focus too heavily on personal image. Check. Can come across as insensitive or overly competitive in their race to the finish line. I don't think so. I don't think so. But then again, I haven't really had to like compete um, in, in the sense that this is talking about haven't really had to like compete like that before, so I'm not quite sure, question mark on that one. Intolerant of failure for themselves or others. Check. Repress their emotions to achieve maximum performance and results. Check. (laughs) Um, Can be self-deluded expertly managing their appearance and reputation to cover up their perceived inadequacies. Yeah! Wow. Wow. To cover up their perceived inadequacies. Yeah. And I know this talks about it a little bit more um, later, so let's kind of, we'll save that. We'll save this for now, okay? So, core belief, it says, in order to be worthy, I must succeed or at least be perceived as successful. I definitely feel that way. Um, yeah, in order to be worthy, I must succeed or at least be perceived as successful. I really do have this feeling where I need people to see me as as successful. Um, like I, I said this when I was thinking about leaving labor and delivery and when I got this job in dermatology, I was like, gosh, you know, labor and delivery sounds way cooler than dermatology does. It sounds way cooler and I feel like I need to have a job that, you know, 
sounds like, wow, like that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, which sounds awful and it is. Um, but I, f- I feel like I need to have this persona of Callie's just doing cool stuff over there. Callie just, you know, is whatever, you know, I, I don't know. Gosh, freaking. Anyway, moving on. Core fear. Being exposed as worthless, incompetent, or a failure to be a nobody. Threes are fixated with being successful and do all they can to project a winning image that people will admire, often in an exaggerated way. Beneath it all, however, is a deeply hidden (laughs) self-hatred. Threes believe that their worth depends on their achievements and fear that if they express their true selves, warts and all, then others will regard them as worthless. Their successes, while admirable, can often feel hollow unless the three learns to stop playing a character and becomes more connected to what they are doing. To be true to themselves, even when things go wrong, is the life task of the three if they want to be happy. See, this... I really do feel like, okay, I am trying to, like, figure out a good way to actually, like, say, like, what to say about this, but I, I've always been the kid that people have had to worry about, like, the least. Like, I never had like, the, the drama, the, um, I was never really a kid that had bad grades. I was the one that people had to, like, this is gonna sound bad, but I was, I was the person and, and kind of still am the person where people have to think about the least in the sense of, like, worrying about or, like, wondering how I'm doing, or things like that. I'm the person that people have to do that with the least. And so I feel like, especially now where I am an adult and I have bills to pay and actual real life adult experiences and life changes happening, you know, I, I, I crave that more now of, like, that kind of attention, but at the same time, it's, like, but don't see me as, like, as, like, a person who, like, needs that. I don't, like, need that, but if you want to, like, offer it, like, I'll give it, I guess, but I don't want you to look at me and be, like, oh, poor Callie, or, gosh, I don't know how to explain it super well, but, This is what's crazy, though. Beneath it all, however, is a deeply hidden self-hatred. I think for me, it's a getting that, like, I don't know what the word is. I guess approval, maybe. Getting that from other people is, like, 
proving to myself that like you don't, you're not like as bad as you think you are or something like that. I guess. I guess. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Let's say, hmm, what should I read? Okay. Okay. Emotional life. Let's see. This is kind of a lot, but we'll, we'll read through it. Okay. Okay. We'll get through it together. Enneagram threes do not wear their hearts on their sleeves, but their entire sense of value and security lies in them gaining the approval and acceptance of others. They feel anxiety or even panic when someone withdraws that approval, almost like a sense of grief. So while the three outwardly projects the brochure version of themselves as someone with incredible energy ambition, and self-belief, there's a lot of insecurity going on beneath the surface. Threes feel deeply anxious about their own self-worth. As a result of their insecurity, threes feel a constant nagging pressure to be on and to prove that they are operating at maximum effectiveness. To others, it may seem as if threes do not require a lot of support, privacy, or emotional connection. They make success look easy, and threes do a remarkable job of playing up to the crowd. Few see the emotional vulnerability that sits beneath the three's perfectly cultivated appearance, when the sad truth is threes often feel very lonely and isolated from those who could offer support. Is that not exactly what I just said? (laughs) Is that not exactly what I just said? I was, again, just talking about this with Owen last night as well because, you know, we had our whole thing and then we had dinner, kind of got over it, and then um, I just had this episode of, like, being really upset (laughs) just about life stuff, just feeling a lot of, like, emotional weight, and that was something that came up is is I feel like I, you know, people like, need things from me. I need to be there for people a lot, which I do love and I do appreciate that I'm people's, you know, first call or, I don't know, their their first, their go-to. I appreciate that and I would not want to lose that, but at the same time, it puts on this pressure that I always need to be like that that I always need to be available, that I always need to say yes, that I am, like, I'm the yes man, I'm the go-to, like, I, it's, it's a lot sometimes, and yesterday it definitely was like, okay, this is, um, so this is a lot, so we're just gonna let this all out, um, which I'm getting better at, guys, I'm getting better at not just holding everything in all the time. I'm actually getting better at when I feel upset about something or, you know, whatever. I actually, like, talk about it and I don't just hold it in and then blow up in, like, you know, two, three months. So, that was nice. That was a good change for me. Guys, I'm learning. But, (laughs) anyway, um, I was literally just talking to him about that, you know, feeling this, this need to be on, um, and this part, 
to others, it may seem as if threes do not require a lot of support, privacy, or emotional connection. And then threes often feel very lonely and isolated from those who could offer support. Because like I said earlier, like literally four minutes ago or whatever, (laughs) when I was saying this, um, um, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of, I'm the, I've always been the person that needs the least amount of, you know, worry or checking up on or that sort of thing. So, it's not a natural reaction, I guess, to do that with me. And I, and I understand that. Um, but it's something now as an adult where I'm a little like, I wish I had that at least now. Um, yeah, so anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's see. Um, let's see, I want to find something. Let's see. Let's see. There's a part where it talks about childhood origins, but I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I don't remember my childhood a ton. And so when I read through this the first time, there were just things where I was like, I I don't know if that would be true. I don't feel like that's accurate. So I just don't really feel like that's, you know, like relevant. So I'm just not going to read that. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hmm. Okay. So there's a little part in here about, uh, for like relationships. So there's a little section for like the good and like the bad, like personality traits, like the good personality traits and bad personality traits in a relationship. The good is view relationships as an important goal to be achieved. We'll work hard at making the relationship successful keep relationships upbeat and action-oriented, have a deep need to impress their partner, (laughs) which I feel like is all true. I really do see my relationship with Owen specifically very, it's very important to me. It's not something that I take very lightly. I don't take it with a grain of salt. Um, He has been my person for like five and a half years now, almost not really kind of over five years. (laughs) And I have that respect for him that I will treat him as such. You know, he's not just some guy to me and I don't want other people to see him like that. He is my person and I, like I said, I will treat him as such. He is not just the He's not just a person. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Keep relationships upbeat and action-oriented. With Owen, I like doing, like, going out on dates and doing things, which sometimes is really hard, like, after being together for this long. Sometimes it's like, what are we going to (laughs) do? What should we, like, go out and do? Um especially because we only see each other. We see each other not as much as we would like. So, when we get together, sometimes we're like, gosh, it's been a crazy week. Let's just sit and do nothing. 
but I'm not good at doing that, so we usually have to, like, go and do something, but it's just fun that, um, to go out and do things, especially with him. Like, we went bowling a couple weeks ago, and it was actually so fun. Like, being competitive like that was so fun, and if I remember correctly, I won, but I might be wrong in making that up, but... (laughs) We can just say that I did. Then have a deep need to impress their partner. I definitely feel like that. Not necessarily like looks wise, but I just want to be seen as, you know, a person that keeps up on things and a person that is, um, you know, achieving what seems to be like high priority goals. I don't know but I do, I do relate to that. So then the bad tunes out darker emotions in order to stay energetic and happy, may not slow down long enough to develop real intimacy. Um, I don't know, because like I said earlier, I, I'm not very good at hiding my emotions very well. Um, I've even talked about this at work with some of my coworkers because I'm not good at hiding how I feel about, like, certain situations. Like, it shows in my face. It shows in my tone of voice. And so, I feel like I'm not good at hiding that. And I think Owen would agree with that. Um, I'm not good at doing that. So, yeah. Can easily confuse the performance of romance for the real thing. I think I do that a lot actually. After reading that again from months ago, I really do think that I do that because, you know, I think I have this, a lot of women, sorry, I'm yawning. It's late. It's literally past my bedtime right now. (laughs) I, um, I think most women tend to have this you know, movie, movie picture perfect version of what romance is, you know, it's the candlelight dinners and, you know, just all the cheesy stuff, right? All the things you see in, in the movies and Disney Channel. (laughs) So, I feel like I do that. I, I have this vision of what romance should look like, or what it should be, and so when it doesn't meet that, I tend to be like, uh, okay, so what was that? That's not, that's not how I feel like that should go. I feel like this should be different, but I do do that. (laughs) Do-do. Okay, like, calm, like, stop. Okay. Have a hard time opening up their hearts. Um, I feel like that's not true. I'm pretty good at doing that. I'm pretty good about, um, ish. I'm good ish about opening up how I feel. Um, sometimes I can be hesitant, especially if it's something that where my feelings got hurt or something didn't, um, feel right to me or I felt wronged. That's when I tend to usually just be like, no, I'm fine everything's good, but Owen's gotten real good at knowing when I'm lying, so (laughs) I 
tend to have, I have to like bring it up because like I said, I'm not good at hiding things because of my face and my tone of voice. So he'll be like, "Uh uh-huh, like spill. So, um, let's see. Um, okay. At work. Threes are tough, competent workers who seeks to achieve success through their own efforts and may take on tasks at a t- take on many tasks at a time. Guys, I wasn't kidding about the bedtime thing. My bedtime was like hours ago. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Threes often feel frustration. Okay, I'm like done. I'm like done. I'm over it. Threes often feel frustration, even rage, when goals and tasks are interrupted and have no qualms about cutting corners if this will accomplish goals more efficiently and save time. This emphasis on performance, on winning at all costs and having it all, often leads to overwork, and the term workaholic was invented for ambitious, achievement-oriented threes. Let's see what threes need. At work, the ability to accomplish goals, opportunities for promotion, success-based rewards, a boss that doesn't micromanage. I'll tell you what, if I ever worked anywhere where a boss was micromanaging or like actually telling me what to do all the time, I would not work there. I don't like being told what to do. I really don't. And I could never work in an environment like that where there is such a distinct like boss and employee. I could not do that. I really couldn't do that. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm so tired. (laughs) Um, cause, okay. And then I want to say, it just goes into like these wings things. I don't even freaking know. Um, it, but it just kind of goes into like, I don't even know. What am I looking at? Okay. Okay. I wanted to read this part. I wanted to read this part. I wanted to read this part. Okay. So it talks about like image, right? So you are very aware of what people think of you and you cultivate your image with care. This means that you often make choices that others admire and are often well-liked. However, it can also lead you to be overly concerned with appearances over substance in the worst-case scenario, leading a life that looks good from the outside but isn't fulfilling. Worse yet, your concern for image sometimes backfires, causing you to come off as inauthentic and creating distance in your relationships. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be admired as long as you keep a sense of balance. Sometimes the right choice isn't the one that wins you the most acclaim, and sometimes you have to be willing to ruffle a few feathers as you pursue... pursue... Okay. 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 Sometimes you have to be willing to ruffle a few feathers as you pursue what's right for you. This is, I think, the thing that I relate to the most. Out of everything it talks about in here, this is it. This is it. This whole this whole paragraph. I want others to see me as a good person, a liked person, a, a person who 
who is caring, who is thoughtful. I will do practically anything to be seen that way because that's how that it's a genuine like that's how I feel um to begin with but secondly if I can have people look at me that way even better dude which is why I'm such a yes person why I'm a like why I'm the go-to person is that I have such a hard time saying no being like oh that doesn't work for me or no, I don't want to do that, or I don't know. I just am so hyper aware of things that I could do, say, give, um, in order to, I guess, be liked more, to, to be liked more. To be seen as a person who is worth the love and attention. Oh my gosh, guys, this, this is literally a therapy session for me. This right now is like being eye-opening for me. Oh, I'm having a moment. (laughs) Oh girl, I'm having a moment. I need people to see me how I want to be perceived. And it's obviously a person that I want to be. Like, I wouldn't do all of that stuff if I didn't actually... Well, that's not true. I was going to say, I wouldn't do it if I didn't want to. That's not true. I would do it even if I didn't want to. But, you know, I just want to be... I just want to be a person that is well-liked think all of us are probably like that, but for me especially, I care a lot about what other people think of me. Um, especially the people that are closest to me, I, I really want them to see me as a person that is worthy of the love and attention that they might give me. This is a lot. This is a lot, I think. (laughs) But I told y'all last week, I said next week would be better. And you guys are learning a lot about me here. And this is a lot about me. So, mmm. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else super, like... I don't know. That's kind of the end of it. This is kind of, I I just kind of wanted to end with that, I guess, because it was, I really, really related to that. And I think I said this about a paragraph earlier where I was like, I think I relate to this the most, but that's not true. I think the last one I just read, I relate to that the most because especially in this, like, season of my life, I'm really paying attention to it and being like, you are being way too overly available and, like, you're exhausting yourself by doing that and you should stop. You should just say no sometimes. You should just not care what other people are going to think about you. 
Like this is something that my therapist and I talked about today, going back to um, Super Bloom. So I was debating, well, do I go and be by myself until Owen gets there or do I just wait until he's off and then we'll meet up there, right? And so I'm talking to my therapist about it and she was like, well, I would strongly encourage you to go by yourself. I was like, fine, whatever. So I get home and I'm like really thinking about it. I was like, okay, you want to go because she did ask me. She was like, so you have on the one side, you know, that you do want to go. And then the other side of, you know, everything else, all the reasons why you shouldn't go, right? And she was like, if if this is like a tug of war, where is it pulling more? I was like, that I want to go. She's like, okay, well, then you should go. I was like, you're right. You're right. So I'm going to end up going by myself. I won't be there the whole time because that would literally be like, a long time, (laughs) but I'll go up there and give myself enough time where I'll really, you know, be by myself and I can spend some time really being like, okay, like, how am I feeling? And this moment really being like self-aware and see how I feel in a situation like that where I'm by myself in a place filled with people who are also with other people. (laughs) And just see how that feels, you know? So, anyway, I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. Um, But, so you can follow along on my Insta because I'll probably be, you know, putting whatever thing on my story kind of throughout the day. But if you listen to this, you're going to be getting the exclusive of what's actually going on because, you know, whatever. Whatever. But I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for tomorrow. I'm very excited to see J.P. Sachs live again. I love him so much. He has a new album out. It's called A Gray Area. Let me, let me tell you my, my favorites. So it starts off with this song called Old Time's Sake. And it is, it's so good. I think it's the perfect way to start an album like this. Anywhere is so heartbreaking um, it, but it's so beautiful. Fear and intuition, so good. Um, the whole thing is good. Just listen to the whole thing. So, just do that instead. But I think I'm just gonna leave it at that. Did you guys have fun? I feel a little like this was a lot for you guys. I'm sorry for dumping that on you, but I just felt like it just, you know. Oh, Doja, Doja Cat has a new album. She does. Wow. 17 songs. Okay. Well. <sighs> anyway. Gosh, I need to go to bed. I need to go to bed. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. It's going to be a big day full of music and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to accept whatever comes and it's going to be a good day. And that's all I have to say. So, I <laughs> will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. And this is the Cali After Hours Podcast. Thank you.